0: The focus of the 5th perek is how the tachum of a city is measured, and we learned in the previous mishnah that there is such a thing as ibr ho which refers to all the structures which are just outside of the city, or which are a sort of continuation of the city, and as long as there is not a gap of 70 and 2 amos between each building and the previous one which is more inward to the city, so it's considered to be part of the city, or at least part of the Iber Ha'ir, and the Tuchum is only measured beyond that. Now, as well as the Iber Ha'ir, there is possibly another added-on extension of the city, known as a Karpath. A Karpath is an open, empty area of land, and the Torah, when discussing the cities which were given to the Levim in Eretz Israel, it says that a thousand Amas outside of the city, there should be empty land. Perhaps it's considered part of the beauty of a city, but be as it may, that's considered to be sort of an extension of the city itself. So the question is, do we have such a thing when it comes to Erevin as well? Says so the mission, in Carpe air, er, we give a Carpev to the city.? Meir, that is the opinion of Remeir, meaning that beyond all of these individual buildings, which are part of the Ibraho air, er, once you've drawn the line, there's now another 70 and two-third amos of empty land of Karpeef, and it's a chum that 2,000 amos is only measured at the end of that. The reason for this measurement of 70 and two-third amos is that it's the square root of a Beis al and the courtyard of the Mishkon was a Beis that was the area, and although in the Mishkon it was rectangular, so it was 50 by 100 Amos, if you make a square of a Beis al then each side is 70 and two-third Amos. So since many of the halakhs of Shabbos and Erevin are learnt from the mishkan, so that's where this measurement comes from. So be it as a Meir country meir, every city has a Karpaif, and the Tchum is only measured from the edge of the Karpaif. On the other hand, vachachom emrim say, the Chachom said this concept of Chachom only in between two cities. If there are two cities which are very close to each other, let's say they're just over 4,000 Amas away from each other. So the Chachom, the 2,000 Amas of each city is not quite enough to reach the other city, but if you add on this 17 and 2,3rd Amas to each city, so then the 70 and 2,3rd Amas of each city actually combines. It overlaps. If each city has seventeen and two-third amas, and that area overlaps, then we make a karpeth for both of them, meaning we look at that as a karpeth, to make them like one, meaning we view both of the cities as really one city. So even though there's 4,000 amas in between them, we view all of that as if it doesn't really exist, as if it's part of the city. And then you'll have another 2,000 amas from the edge of the other city. We sort of draw a square around the, both of the cities, viewing them as one, and then the trum begins. Mishle Gimel. We're going to have a similar case over here, but there's going to be a third city involved. The same applies to three villages which are situated as a sort of triangle. So you've got one city, and then a short distance away, next to that city, you've got another city, and then in between those two cities. But moved further outwards, so it's not actually in between them, but it's further out, so it produces a triangle, there is a third city. So if this third city is within 2000 Amas of the other two cities, then we actually imagine as if that city was directly in between the other two cities. So if there is between the two outer cities, the two outer villages, between each one and the middle village, which we're imagining is in between them, so if that distance is maximum 141 amus and a third, which is double 70 and two-third amus, so that means that at least how we're imagining it, you have three cities next to each other, and if we give a carpave to each city, If we extend each city by 70 and two third amus, Amos, then the Carpath of the outer city and the Carpath of the middle city overlap, and it does that on both sides. Both outer villages Carpath. So just like in the previous Mishnah, we had a case of two cities which were next to each other, and their Carpaths overlapped, and so we viewed both cities as basically one large city. If there were three cities next to each other which had the same thing, we would also view them as exactly one large city. The Chidsh of our Mishnah is that even if the middle city was not actually directly in between them, it was further out, as long as it was within 2,000 amas of the other two cities, we draw it inwards, we imagine as if it was in between them, and all of the three cities, also in Tzoyes, Shalosh, the middle city makes all of the three cities as if it's one large city, and the way we're going to understand this, although it's a discussion amongst the Rishonim, we're going to understand that we make a square or a rectangle around all of the three cities, viewing all of that area as one large city, and then we only measure the 2,000 amas from the edge of that square. So you end up gaining a huge amount of travel distance because of this third city, which we imagine is in between the two cities. Mishad Dalet. After defining where exactly the measurement of the trum begins, the mission now goes on to describe how exactly the trum was measured. In el they would only measure using a rope which was 50 amus long. No less than 50 amus and no more than 50 amus. The reason being that if the rope was too short, then the two people measuring it would come to pull the rope more, and they might end up extending the rope a bit, or they might make it extremely tight, such that they would end up measuring more than 2,000 amus because they're extending the measurement. And it can't be too long, the rope, because if it's too long, then it won't be tight enough, the rope will droop a bit, and it won't be tight, so you would end up getting a smaller tuchum. And so 50 amos was made as the standard measurement, such that the rope would be a regular tightness, and it would be pretty exact. You would get pretty much all of the 50 amos, and not more than that, or less. The two people holding the ropes can only measure it by holding the rope by their heart, by their chest. That was given, again, as the standard place to hold the rope so that they would be holding it at basically the same height, and they would get an exact measurement of 50 amus horizontally. If, if one person was holding it, for example, by their feet, and the other person was holding it by their head, so the rope would not be straight, and you would definitely not get the 50 amus measurement. Now, what happens if Did they were measuring, and let's say after, after every time they measure 50 amus, they might, they might make a mark there, or one of the people stays there, and then another person goes to a further place, And they measure the next 50 amas, etc. But what happens if I imagine they were measuring vihigia ligai oligoder? They reach a valley or a fence. And it's not necessarily referring to a literal fence, it could be a pile of stones which was once a fence. The point is, if one of them stands inside the valley or on top of the pile of stones, it's going to be much higher, and you won't be able to get a simple measurement of 50 straight amas horizontally across. Now if the pile of stones or the valley was less than 50 amos long, then there's an easy solution. Each person should stand on either side of the pile of stones and measure it regularly. You don't need to go on top of the stones or into the valley. The case of our Mishnah is where the part of the valley or stones which faces the city, they're measuring from the city in a straight line, so if they continue in the straight line they'll meet the valley or the pile of stones and it will be more than 50 amos long. However, if they were to move to the side a bit, so they would no longer be corresponding to the, to the city, but if they walk a bit to the side, part of the valley, or the pile of stones, is narrower than 50 amus. So what they can do is, they can mark where the edge of the valley is, let's say that's 700 ammas away from the city, then they can walk to the side, in a straight line, to the point of the valley which is narrower than 50 amos, and then one, ca- one person can stand on this side of the valley, the other person can stand on the other side of the valley, and that way you can continue using these 50 Amos ropes and get a measurement for the valley as well. And so the mission says, Which literally means you can swallow it and then go back to measuring it. And as we explained, this means that you can move to the side, you can avoid the valley, the effect of the valley, and then once you've measured the valley, they would go back to where they were originally measuring from the city in a straight line and continue using those 50 Amos ropes to measure the rest of the Trum. Or, as from a similar note, if he reached a mountain, as they were measuring it, they reached a mountain. Again, they can swallow, they can avoid the mountain, and then go back to the original straight line and continue measuring. So, again, they would move to the sides, measure it on the sides of the mountain, and then on the other side of the mountain, they would go back and continue measuring it in a straight line. Now, the Mishnah adds an important consideration, as long as he does not leave and go outside of the Tchum meaning when he moves to the side to measure on the side of the mountain or on the side of the valley or the pile of stones, if when he does so and he reaches the part where it's less than 50 amas long, if that is outside of the tchum of the city, then you should not do that because if people see the people measuring the tchum, they see them over there, so they'll think that that's part of the tchum. So when it comes to Shabbos, they'll think, ah, I saw the people measuring it over here, so it must be that this is part of the tchum, and people will come to carry there on Shabbos. So you can only go there for the sake of measuring if it's within the Tachum still, so that you don't lead people to travel illegally on Shabbos. Now what happens if he's not able to avoid the mountain or the valley, for whatever reason, perhaps it's going to be outside of the Tuchum, the part which is narrower than fifty amos. So in that case, about this, in the name of Rabbi Meir said I heard Shemakadrin which literally means we pierce and we make holes in the mountains, meaning we view it as if we made a hole throughout the entire mountain and gained a measurement like that. Now how exactly would they measure it? That the mission does not explain. The mission is just saying that it's not a problem that there's a mountain there. We can still measure an exact amount in another way. And the more explains that the two people who were measuring, instead of using 50 Amos ropes, they would now use ropes of four Amos long. And one of the people would take a few steps up the mountain and the other person would hold the rope by his chest with the other end of the rope being by the feet of the person who climbed a few steps. So the rope would be straight. It would be by the chest of the person lower down and by the feet of the person higher up. So they would have one foremost long rope which was straight, it was horizontal, going to that person's feet. And then that person would pick it up and put it by his chest and wait for the other person to walk in front of him and take a few steps and make sure that the other end of the rope was by that person's feet. And they would go on and on until they got to the other side of the mountain, and that's how they would calculate the tchum when there was a mountain in the way. In we can only measure a tchum of a city using experts who are experts at measuring distances... If you think about it, they're doing this for the sake of the entire city. If they do it wrong, they could cause many, many people to transgress the Avera of travelling past the Trumon Shabbos. Or alternatively, if they measure a too short distance, then they would be negatively affecting lots of people. So the measurement needs to be done by experts. Now what happens if they measure from the same side of the city, but in two different corners, two different ends of the same side... They measure the 2,000 amas, and riba echad, umid acher. They came out with a larger measurement, a larger distance from one of the places, and a smaller measurement from the other side, the other end of that same side. says so the Mishnah, we listen, we follow the place which was a larger distance, Reason being that we assume that the reason why there was a smaller distance on the other end was because the rope wasn't necessarily tight every single time they used it. Remember, they used the 50 amus rope 40 times in order to reach a distance of 2,000 amus. So we assume that a couple of the times the rope wasn't tight enough, and that's why they didn't get the full measurement of 2,000 amus. And therefore, we followed the larger measurement, assuming that that is the more genuine and accurate measurement. What happens if the exact same measurement from the same part of the city, if for one expert, or one group of experts, it came out as a larger distance, and for another group it came out as a different distance, a smaller distance, or even if it's the same people, but they did it twice, if there are two measurements again, and one is larger than Shemila we listen to the larger measurement for the same reason. Now, it ends of the Mishnah, even a male or a female servant, are believed and trusted if they say that until this point was measured the Trum Shabbos, if they say that they saw the people measuring the Trum, and they saw that they said it reached over here. So they are believed, because the Chachom only introduced and said the matter of Trum Shabbos, not in order to be strict, but rather to be lenient. Meaning, since a, since the Tron Shabbos is only Midyabonon, or perhaps according to some, the actual prohibition of travelling too far is Midyaraisa. But Midyaraisa, you can travel much further. The distance of 2,000 Amos, at least, is Midyarbonon. So because of that, we are more lenient, and although in general, a slave is not a valid witness, so for things which are Midyaraisa, she is not believed and he is not believed... Nevertheless, in this case, we do believe them, firstly because it's Majabonon and secondly because they're only stating a fact of where the people measure the Trum up to.